Hey kids, welcome to Black Mesa Radio. We are your hosts, Jake, Seth, and Josh. Today we're going to be talking about Flat Earth Theory, Hollow Earth Theory, and Pharmaceuticals. It's going to be kind of a hodgepodge day. Let's get going. We are a triumvirate today. We don't yeah. have our once again uh, second week in a row. Uh, Nathan, Nathan, the man Irish. He's abandoned us. He had to he work. Is dead to me. So he's actually volunteering, uh, helping uh, a church with some rib cooking. Oh yes. So Dude, those ribs are good too. Those ribs are good. That oh my nice. goodness. Yeah, it's nice. And that's what he's doing. Pull your mic up, please. Because I could, I can't hear you. Is that better? Much better. All right, so let's talk about flat Earth and everything that they believe, <laughs> and how they're ridiculous. They pretty much just deny basic facts. Like I, listeners, I, we're talking about this because we want to make fun of it, and we were making fun of it before, and so we just decided we're going to keep making fun of it on the show. <laughs> I mean, what, one of the biggest things we were talking about is how when you're on the seas, ancient people knew that the Earth was round because you could only see the top of the sail at first when it was coming up, and then it would get, you know more of the top of it you could see as it got closer and closer with your telescope. But this guy had a very close ship that he was uh trying to prove. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't close. It was way out there. But it was still like, he, this This man fails to understand that, yes, the Earth curves, but it's a gradual curve. And it's not like, it's not, he did, it's like he didn't understand how big the Earth is. Yeah. Like, he feels like if you just keep walking, you should eventually, like, have to walk up because you're on a curve. I mean, like, it was like a six inches per hundred miles or something like that. He had the math all worked out to where he's like, if this was true, then we would be able to see that. He's like, planes would, a plane flying, flying at 30,000 feet would have to constantly adjust its altitude downward to keep from flying off the earth. He doesn't understand gravity. He doesn't understand also gravity. Also, the fact that they think that, like, a plane flying would only have to go, would have to go really slow because the earth would always rise to meet it if it were round, which, Technically does happen, but to such a small extent that it's like it's like his proof might be like I can prove the Earth is flat and just starts walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I'll put a link in the description. But it was the video that we're talking about was two hundred reasons why the Earth is actually flat. Um, they believe that there is a circular donut of ice around this disk that is the Earth. It's one hundred and fifty foot tall. Yeah, and I kid you not, read this on their their uh, the society's website today. They believe it is guarded by NASA employees to keep people from climbing up it and falling off the edge of the Earth. Well, that's really courteous of NASA. Very. They don't have to do that. They don't get paid enough. But in, in this argument, in a court of law, you have to prove motive. So what would be their motive for keeping you in this circle of ice? They don't know. They've said that they think it's a conspiracy of some kind. They don't know what they're trying to hide. But they're hiding but they're something. they're hiding it. Oh, so... So do they believe in space? No, no, they don't. Um, they do, but they don't. They believe they don't understand space. Um, in the video, this guy talks about the other planets a lot. Everything is up. How do they explain the southern hemisphere and the southern cross? Everything is up, and that the planets that we see, he called them free roaming stars because they move, while like the rest of <laughs> the rest of our night sky stays the same. That that's actually their name. Planets means roaming. Yeah, I, I, well, they, and he talks about that too. Um, 
it gets better. So he or talks about he talked about how he's like when you look at a planet in the sky, NASA tells us that they're round. He's like, but what evidence do we have of that? Because looking at it, Telescopes. it looks like a disc to me. <laughs> like I was like, because if I take a, a disc is round. If I take a dodgeball and I hold it in front of you, and you're like, yeah, that's round, and then I walk twenty feet away from you and just kind of hold it up, it's gonna look flat because you're looking at it from a distance at a round thing. I wonder if these people are actually just dimensionally challenged. Oh, like, that'd be weird. If they just yeah. have a hard time conceptualizing three dimensions and like they actually view things in a lot more 2D fashion. <laughs> I read something about He's it. He's a literal flat earth person. <laughs> <laughs> I read this thing about it where they base it all off of a specific type of scientific method. It's like an opposite one where it's all about basically what you can actually physically observe. We do backwards and what you science. can't prove. If you can't prove it, it's real. But it's, like, not about measurements. It's about, like, cognition and just, like, seeing things. So because something... So like the Greeks. Because, because something looks flat, like a, like a ball looks flat from far away, yeah. therefore it's flat. Wait. So it's, it's just like according Greeks, to this... Yeah. So I can't see the room behind me right now. Does the room behind me not exist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. Because I, don't, I don't know what they would say about that. No, that's this. I mean, that no. If you take things at face I think value, just, I think he's just talking about observable face value, and I, they don't I, do like laboratory testing for they things. Don't. And they don't do it. I no, they do. Um, oh, okay. another so testimonial. You just changed your mind there? Thing. No, no. I just thought of what I was going to tell you earlier. This guy was talking about how he could prove that gravity doesn't exist. Yeah, and that the only reason things go down whenever they. Uh, you know, whenever they fall or whatever. because we're rising? It's because the Earth is rising up to meet us. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> and he said that he can prove that because, you know, it's like we can't measure gravity, you know, gravitons. We can't measure these particles. But if I were to go stand on a chair and step off, I can visually see the Earth rising up. Wow. It's so egocentric. He doesn't understand how perception works. No. Or the theory <laughs> of relativity. They believe in relativity. But they accept Einstein's theories of relativity. They believe in global warming. They believe in evolution. They believe in those. I, d- I don't understand. <laughs> okay, the other thing that they talked about was how the sun and the moon are the exact same size, and that it's a big conspiracy uh, to say that the sun is what like the Earth is orbiting around. And they're like, because if you look at the sky at, at, during the day, the sun never looks bigger than a full moon. And they were like, and the moon in the night sky is the exact same size as the sun. And he's like, and NASA tries to tell us that it's just equidistance to where the size is like matched up perfectly. He's like, which it is, which yeah, is, no, it is. It's amazing. The chances of that are like astronomical. But yeah, we won't go into that. But it also depends on the time of the year. Supermoon. Hmm. But he he goes on to say he's like, so what? <laughs> Basically, the sun is like. Because okay, but so do they. This, this is going to sound the stupid. The sun is flat as well. Is that what it is? No, no. The, the sun, sun and the moon are both balls. They're both balls, and they just hover above the Earth and go in a three thousand one hundred miles above the Earth and just go in a donut, like a donut shape. And they're in like opposite, like one. They're. I don't. I don't or understand. Like, so what and, and there's an invisible anti-moon. I didn't hear that this one. causes like lunar eclipses. Oh yeah, because they couldn't figure out because if the if the sun isn't where we think it is, and how the Earth is around, how can, the Earth how can cast there be a shadow on the moon? Yeah, 
It's because there's an invisible anti-moon. Which wouldn't... I, <laughs> I don't... That's the appropriate response. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. They also talked about how engineers building bridges across, like, for instance, the Florida Keys. He's like, they don't have to take into account the curvature of the Earth. I was like, one, they, they do. But two... They do. Really? So if the Earth is flat and it's constantly moving upward, what do they believe is underneath the Earth and what do you fall into? That's the thing I kept asking. Rocks. What? Well, just, then it, just rocks. Then it's not the... I saw it. They don't, they don't know exactly what's under there, but the quote is believing it's just, quote, rocks. Turtles. All the way down. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Actually, was, <laughs> I read, I read, a, lot of, of I read a lot about it today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just watched the 200 Reasons video and the guy is like... I, I, I got, I got way into it. He is so it. smug. And like the whole, t- it's, it's kind of like a train wreck. Like the more you watch it and like, and I'm sure this is the same way with like lit- reading all the stuff about it. The more you look into it, the more you're just like, how, how do these people delude themselves so much? Well, the, most of the ones. This that- is probably how people think of me. Mo- most well, of the ones I read. We're talking about this, but like, that guy, that guy's an idiot. He's- I don't understand. Most of what I read wasn't actually like the, the testimonies of the people. It was just like a basic, just explanation of what they believe, not a trying oh, right. to prove it. Just like, yeah. this is the flat earth. This is the main things they believe. And then I read some of that and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> dim people be crazy. What I was trying to say is that this is probably how other people feel about my beliefs. Which like, beliefs? Uh, you, so, have, you have crazy beliefs, but I don't know exactly. which ones you're talking about. Uh, well, let's just talk about my demon alien theory. Oh, I don't think you're wrong. Necessarily. Well, I'm just saying like other people, not necessarily you guys. But just like other people who just believe like everything is physical and aliens don't exist and demons don't exist and pretty much but just the earth. Physical. Well, well, some people just would completely disagree that aliens. So listeners, just so okay. you know, Chase believes that aliens aren't really creatures from I another planet. I believe they're planet. interdimensional beings. He thinks they're basically interdimensional beings, possibly demons. And demons are kind of the, or demons well, are kind of the same thing. Or demons are aliens. Demons are things that we perceive as aliens. Yeah, but I but I believe they're all interdimensional beings, and I don't necessarily whether or not they're good or evil. Right, interdimensional. I also don't necessarily agree with that. I just don't disagree with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm like that could be it, or might not be. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be both. Yeah, that's. I do believe in other dimensions, um, so why not? I talked to my mother about this. She's like, "That's interesting. You probably shouldn't tell other people, though." (laughs) (laughs) I was hanging out at my grandma's house the other day because my grandma has uh, leukemia and not leukemia. I'm sorry, ovarian cancer. And, uh, they are like, they shaved her head because she started chemo. And my dad was shaving his head too. And we, my dad for some reason brought up something about crazy theories. And I was like, I, I started talking about, uh, the holographic earth theory and the fact that we could be in a projection oh, yeah. or a simulation. And he's like, you're saying we're in the matrix. And I'm like, no, it's not what I'm saying. Kind I was like, I'm just saying that there's a theory out there. And I was like, and they have some really good arguments. And he was like, like what? And I was like, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't, I can't think of any. Like the fact that you're one part in 10 to the 15th power physical matter, the rest of you is just empty space. Energy. Yeah. And then um, even physical particles are just energy in itself. Like we're all just wave functions and then we somehow, by no means of our understanding, create physical properties. Do you guys ever think about like, just how flimsy reality is? Like, it exists, but it's also like just, weird and not necessarily held together very well no that's just me no no you mean you're right the fact that theoretically everything could just 
suddenly all bonds could just break at once. And just fly apart. And everything could literally explode outwards. Yep. I was I was at work and I was walking down the hallway and like you know the feeling you get when you're in a dream and you're aware that you're in a dream? Yes. I was walking down the hallway and I just kinda stopped for a second because I just got that feeling and I was like I had a dream right now, but I wasn't. I was awake, I think. Um <laughs> because it was like a week ago. And I just kinda paused and looked around and everything was normal, but I couldn't shake that feeling. Josh, this is a dream. Oh dang, dude. Um <laughs> I hope it's not. Um yeah, and I just uh, for for that brief moment, I was like, I could literally do anything I want, and then it went away, and that oh, feeling God. was gone. <laughs> no, I mean it was it was gone in an instant. Um, it was just very strange, and I was like, I don't know if I just like walked through a weak point in reality or what that was, or maybe I'm just you know insane. Uh, but it was just a really weird moment, dude. I I had that same feeling today, except in a in a bad way instead of a good way. Oh, mine was in a good because way because in my dreams, light switches don't work, and I heard this is like a. A popular phenomenon for a lot of people because I, I looked yeah, it's it up an anxiety online. Thing. Oh well, so I walked into this room that we're in right now before you guys came over, and like I tried to turn on the light switch, but it didn't work at first, and I was like, "I'm in a dream," and then it came on. I was like, "Oh, oh god, oh god." Uh, I I actually yeah, I guess it might be anxiety because actually in my dreams I'm fine until the light doesn't come on, and I'm like, "Oh god, I'm in a dream," and I have a problem. I can't wake myself up from dreams really? even when I'm dreaming, and. I don't like that. I feel like I, that's my locked-in syndrome. See, I'm the my opposite. Dream. I am I am like a fantastic lucid dreamer, but I'm also a really like once I'm aware that I'm in a dream, like I wake, wake up, up like uh. like just anything. I become the most light of sleepers because once I'm in control of a dream, like that dream is mine and it's not mm-hmm. getting like cuz it'll fight me for it as weird as that sounds. Like I don't know if either of you ever lucid dream. Yeah, dude. But if, if they fight me too hard, I can hardly ever control them. I can I just ignore it and it's fine. I'm like, "No, nah, it's just part of the dream." And it I it goes away. It rarely ever overcomes me and I go back into dream mode. Um but the problem is I just become so light that like anything because I become aware of my body, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so like if a dog kicks me or something, I'm like, "Dang it, I'm awake now." Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like it's it's very strange. Hmm. But when I lucid dream, it's awesome. I love it so much. I just fly around. I don't do it. I often have dreams within dreams, like Inception. Like I'll wake up, but I'm not actually awake. And then I'll wake up again, and I'm not actually awake. And then I'll actually wake up. No, it it, it sucks. Like it it really terrifies me. It's no fun. What if you're dreaming right now? Some Don't. Don't. Don't you go there. Some of them, like when I wake up, though, a lot of them feel very real. Mm -hmm. And it's not until I wake up that I'm like... That was a dream, I think. I hope, but I don't remember my dreams hardly ever. I just have them. You don't remember your dreams? Not really. Not usually. Good. Who's the other person that doesn't? Is it Cody? Yeah, Cody doesn't ever dream. That's good stuff. He doesn't ever dream, or doesn't remember his dreams. Or do, well, supposedly doesn't remember his dreams. I say everybody dreams, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. So, not a uh, neurologist. I think it's. I think neurologists are like living in this oxymoronic world, or or I should say, not neurologists, but neuroscientists, because they're like, yeah, the brain is just firing in a bunch of random different ways. It's like said yourself randomly. Said a brain that's walking around piloting a people suit. Right. It's just, then uh, there's Ben Carson. Sorry. <laughs> what about Ben Carson? Oh, he was a. He's he, a neurosurgeon, yeah. and he's insane. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. He did come out saying that, 
this is like three or four years ago, but he said that uh, we're me and Chase were talking about this about how the pyramids were used to store grain. I, I yes. see. I didn't see that. I I, I want to. Somebody else hear. mentioned that at work today. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Actually, have anything really against Ben Carson. I don't know enough about him to be really any feel any real way about him. Um, I just know he's better than Trump. <laughs> um, and I know that he came. He plays Civilization, which like that's hey, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I like Civilization. I like that. Yeah. But also, he thought that it was historically accurate, which is not a good thing. So what? there, yeah, we need to not. Gandhi didn't we fight George to, Washington. We need, I wasn't going to make any kind of statement towards that. Oh. See, we probably don't need to get into politics. Oh, well, I'm not getting into politics. I'm just saying that's those are just things that happened. Anyway, um, like Gandhi fighting George Washington. Yeah, Gandhi fought George Washington. Gandhi is a bloodthirsty person because of a glitch in the coding, right? Yeah, yeah. Listeners in the game Civilization, Sid Meier's Civilization, uh, there was a glitch in the original programming to where Gandhi becomes, slowly throughout the game, becomes the most aggressive, brutal uh, person, brutal opponent, even though it's Gandhi. And they kept it like that because they thought it was funny. So in all the pr- current Civilization games, you know, Gandhi Gandhi's was a racist, like right? But he was a, he's a really nice racist. Just, let's, let's, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Let's not about talk Gandhi. about Gandhi. Um, okay. Fun fact about Civilization also while I'm on it. Um, Sid Myers, the guy, he was an artist for the game, I think. He was, he had something to do with it, but he wasn't the creator of the game. Okay. Um, Robin Williams was taking a tour, cause Robin Williams was really into video games. Hmm. Um, he was taking a tour of their like studio where they were building it and stuff. And he met Sid Myers and he's like, you guys should name the game after this guy. He has an awesome name. <laughs> and he's like, it'll sound really cool if you call it Sid Myers Civilization. And then they did. <laughs> Oh, well, it, 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 part of the reason they did it because, like, at that time, uh, there were a lot of games that had like a person's name. Yeah, and it did well, like, like Splinter Cell. Well, no, 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 but like, uh, yeah, like Tom Clancy games or yeah. uh, American McGee, his games. I don't know that guy. Uh, the guy who made Mist. Yeah, what and then uh, was? oh, I didn't play this. I forget oh, you didn't play Mist? Nope. Dude, that is a game for you. I'm serious. Oh, okay. Mist was great. Riven was great, and then there was the other one, Mist Three. No, uh. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. It wasn't started good. with an E. Mist was cool, dude. You start off on an island, and sorry, listeners, we're going into video games now because it's our show and we can do what we want. Uh, you start off on an island, uh, and you essentially go through books, like you get sucked into books. Okay, and the books take you to different worlds. Huh? And you solve puzzles trying to figure You're out trying a mystery. To find either so it's the blue pages page or the red pages. That's part of it, but there's more to it than that. You're trying to help the scientist, uh, like basically keep his sons from doing something evil. I can't remember what Drugs. it was. Like one of them was, wait, were they both evil? Yeah. Okay. No, only one of them was evil. I think it was Sirius who was evil. He was the blue pages. I believe so. I can't remember. It's been a long time, but it was a great game and it's very puzzle driven, very, uh, thinking driven. Very confusing as all hell. Very confusing. Very, I've been playing this puzzle for nine hours and I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. And then, great. oh wait. It was something two hours ago that I should have picked up. Yeah. It's a great game. All right. We Hollow did, uh... Earth was the next topic. Okay. So you guys had some more ammo on Hollow Earth? Uh, no, it's that more, was Seth. It's, well, no. I, I just brought it up because we were talking about Flat Earth. Oh. It's more plausible oh. than Flat Earth by a little. Oh, I thought they were like the opposites because Flat Earth isn't real, but Hollow Earth is real. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Are you sure? Do you believe Hollow Earth is real? No. Okay. I'm just checking. I was like, because what I say going forward will be determined by whether or not you believe this is real. Don't pull any punches. He's your friend. Just be honest. You never do. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm going to make fun of him more if he believes it's oh. real. 
then yes, he completely believes it. My hopes and dreams are founded on that uh, Hollow Earth is real, but we'll find out. It'd be pretty out. cool if it was, right? Yeah. Like, it would, I would be down with that. That would alter our understanding of all the other planets and how to find life out in the universe as well. Cause and then maybe we could colonize Mars. Yeah. Well, they believe the moon right. is hollow as well. The interior. A lot of people. So the same people believe the Haven't you watched Doctor Who? Hang on, real quick. Hollow Earth theory, listeners, is the theory. We may have talked about this once before on the podcast. We probably have. It's the theory that the Earth is hollow and that inside the Earth, the core of the Earth acts as a miniature sun. Held together by gravity. Held together by gravity. And that basically the, basically we walk on the top and then on the inside, there's another like world ecosystem. Where like there are people and animals and stuff and everything's huge because dinosaurs. Gravity's weird and yeah, there are dinosaurs still. It's a very strange theory, but that it's actually pretty cool. It's kind of Jules Verne. Um, Depending on who you ask, it's either there's another human race down there who's a lot older than we are, or, or there's actually an yeah lizard people and other types of aliens that have a base inside of the Earth. That's true. There are some people that believe the Greys actually come from there and that they come out from the ocean. And that's what they believe about the Moon too. Is that Kaiju. the Moon Kaiju. is actually a very old space station that was sent here to monitor the Earth, and that the Greys are on the backside of it. That's no Moon. It's it's not. It's a space station. <laughs> Oh my gosh. By the way, going back to Flat Earth for a minute. In the video, 200 Reasons the Earth is Flat, uh, he talks about, like, he doesn't understand, he, he just does not grasp the concept of how the moon orbits the Earth and right. how its rotation is synchronized. And he's like, <laughs> he just makes fun of people that believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about how he's like, if that were true, hey, his, exa- in, in his this- exact words are, if that was true, people on the southern hemisphere would see a different part of the moon than people on the northern hemisphere. What? That and I'm like, even do you understand where perspective, like how perspective <laughs> works, like in distance works? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard at that part. Uh, but in the postmodern world, where everybody's truth is right, technically, no. his no. reality is true. No. 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 It's a postmodern world. It's too late. It's happened. You're a postmodern world. Dang it. <laughs> You're Pomo. No. That's not... Pomo. No. Postmodern. No. Pomo. No. It's kind of like YOLO. Anyways, one interesting fact about the moon (laughs) is that they were afraid when they got to the moon that it was just going to be like... Yeah, it was just be dust, right? Yeah, because uh, by their calculations, the radiation from the sun would have pulverized the dust where it could have been several miles thick, actually. But they got there and it was only like, like an inch and a half thick or something, so... Uh, perhaps it is a space station that's only been there for a few thousand years because there's not enough dust on the moon. Except there's the record recorded evidence the moon's been there for. China is going to the moon. Has there been? When did history start? When it started. Can you prove to me history <laughs> didn't start yesterday? Can you prove it didn't? I just said no. Can you I prove can. that Europe exists? Yeah, my wife's been to Europe. Has she? Has she? Yes. She looks like a Nordic to me. That's further evidence, if anything. No. It's Flat Earth it's... and she's from Pleiades or something. Uh, I, I've seen Star, Star Trek Insurrection. It's all a holodeck. Dude, Star Trek Insurrection's so good. But it's not as good. Or is it a Pokemon? It's not, nothing's as good as First Contact, but it's definitely better than Nemesis. Anything's better than Which Nemesis. is Tom Hardy's. It's one of his first movies, by the way. Did you know he was in Band of Brothers? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Huh, He's in Band of Brothers, and so is uh, I just Michael that. Fassbender, David Schwimmer, and Simon uh, Pegg. 
Dude, there's a lot of famous people in it. Yeah. But Jimmy I, Fallon. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Willem Dafoe. Which I, I couldn't made that take up. him seriously in it. It was weird. It's because he kept looking at the camera and laughing. It's <laughs> 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 <was>, World War Two. <laughs> That's... I mean, it feels like Jimmy Fallon's And they were like, why are you calling it World War II? Let's go back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. All right, so we're going to talk about <laughs> that's pharmaceuticals. The, uh, that's the flat earth people don't believe in. <laughs> this is like a crazy podcast right now. We're just off the walls. Um, okay, so what were we talking about? Pharmaceuticals? Yeah, I thought we'd, we'd kind of start on this, uh, how pharmaceuticals are about to take a quantum leap in what they're going to do. And some people are talking yeah. about how... We're no longer going to be uh, popping pills like we currently do, not not as uh, the rappers predict. But that won't actually get eliminated. Some people will still take uh, ibuprofen like crazy like they always do. But there's going to be a lot more specialized medicines. Like it's going to be a, a, instead of just like chemical compounds like amino acids, let's say it's going to be complex proteins that will be injected somehow. Like uh, we already have those vapor injections those needleless injections that we can use which was inspired by star trek right by the way also not very sanitary apparently yeah. oh is it not okay no. well because it pushes everything that's on the top of your skin in. oh that makes sense hmm. yeah. so it's i mean it's it's a cool idea but at the same time eh, gross like here's some staff directly into your blood Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna come out in a week oh gross <laughs> staff is awful oh my gosh right it, yeah what about stuff like psycho, like not psychogenics, um, psychedelics, psychedelics? Yeah, no, seriously. Oh. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna like say anything for or against it. I'm just curious. Like, do you think that that's gonna become like I, I really do think that like at least marijuana will become legal. Oh, I was like, I don't know where we're going with this. And so I'm, I'm just saying it's gonna happen. It's gonna become legal within our lifetime. Uh, Surely, within I would say within the next five years. Personally, I really do think so. Um, but. Where I'm going with this is, do you think that that's going to play a role to where we're going to take more of a holistic approach to medicine? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot more specialized as technology advances because mm -hmm. it could perhaps be where they take your DNA and they check what type of proteins you need because uh, even one amino acid change can completely alter the shape of the protein and render it, render it useless or even kill you. Uh, they're kind of crazy like that. Uh, such as sickle cell anemia. That's a, uh, uh, a bad amino acid or two within your, uh, hemoglobin. Yeah. But they're going to take your DNA and perhaps, uh, react them to create specialized proteins for you or perhaps 3D print them in the future. We don't have that technology right now, but they predict that perhaps they can build proteins, uh, molecule by molecule now. That would be crazy. Or not I now, also but later. would be interested in where nanites go, as far as like nargles. What are nanites? He, he means like nano machines. Nanites, nanobots. Oh, okay. Nano because okay. they've already created like uh, little tiny chips that they could implant in your skin to release uh, medication at like specified times. I, I did hear about that. Like they could. I didn't know that. Yeah, like they could. They could inject a, a chip into your body that every nine hours would release medication. And it would also uh, have the ability to detect the bacteria or the viruses that are in your stream. So like you would immediately know, Oh, I'm coming down with a cold. I better do something, whatever the common cold cure is. Drink some There's orange juice. Not one. <laughs> That's really not. But um, zinc, they actually say zinc is one of the only ones that shows uh, 
positive effects more than a placebo. It's because we don't get zinc in our diet enough, I don't think. Perhaps not with our it, uh, mineral depleted soils in the United States, anyways. I mean, where what's a what's a common source of zinc? Carrots, right? Dude, I I, yes. I have no idea. Is it is it? I'm, I that was a guess. I think so. I think I've heard that. I'm gonna look that up. Um, what about? I'm gonna look it that up. It's a me. So keep talking while Alrighty. I look this up. <clears throat> keep talking. All right. Um, so the pharmaceuticals, because pretty much they've proven that a lot of these things don't really help you and their bioavailability is so small after you pop them into your stomach. And, uh, well, they don't really do anything for you. Uh, a lot of times, like they're, they're coming out with vitamins. They're like, well, actually, you're probably just peeing out a lot of money is what you're doing. So multivitamins don't do anything. No. Uh, well, okay. They so do a very minute the, something. The problem is... They're not bad, but they're not good. They help you. Actually, depending on how much you take, a lot of the uh, the water-soluble ones are pretty okay because you just pee them out. But the fat-soluble ones like vitamin E, D, and K, uh, if you take too much of those, actually, they say that they found studies that increase your rate of cancer probabilities. Oh. Well, so, everything does that. But the problem is... They're giving you like 6,000% of your daily intake value, like one little pill. Like why, why do you need to give them well, that? Well, maybe it's because they know that most of it's going to get burned away or dissolved away. Oh, yeah. So perhaps. you're only getting a, a much smaller percentage of that. So like, well, let's make it 6,000 and that way they get mm. like 80% of their yeah. actual daily value. You guys yeah, ready for the, uh, for what, what contains zinc? Let's do it. Yes. So. Oysters are number one. Oh, yeah. Oysters, wheat germ, but it has to be toasted. So gluten. To release the zinc. Yeah, gluten. Um, beef, lean or cooked. Dude, I'm telling you, beef is good for you. I love beef so much. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so you got beef? Um, and veal liver, cooked. And it was. What liver? Veal. Veal liver. Like, like the little cow that yeah, has veal. broken legs. Yeah, veal. Why veal? Why not just a regular liver from a cow? It just says veal. I'm not just I'm, that's what it says, Jace. Don't argue. Just very curious on how they. All I know is it's delicious. Oh I love, God, I love, it is. I love liver so much. It's practically the most delicious meatloaf ever because there's like no form to the muscle. It's just like spongy. Dude, tender. I should make meatloaf out of veal or not out of veal out of liver. That would be delicious. A liver I think loaf? You, you could combine it and it would give it a little bit more earthy, bitter flavor. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't that do only. I keep I talking about do this. Only do you guys liver. want to have a liver and onions night? I keep yes. saying this, and we keep not doing it. Uh, I absolutely want to have a liver. I mean, and I'll, I'll definitely night. eat it. But I love liver and onions so much. Uh, okay, it's so it's, much. It's okay. <laughs> I love liver. I love onions. I love liver and onions together. Apparently, you have a vitamin deficiency or something. Liver is just delicious. Liver has lots of like. Says it's, the it's guy, very nutritious for you. Says the guy who will always eat a brownie. Yeah, because I don't need any other minerals. I'm I'm set. I, <laughs> I get just it all brownies. from brownies. All vitamin B, vitamin brownie. Oh, yeah. Vitamin brownie. I <laughs> that want sounds a shirt. gross, actually. I want a shirt that says that. <laughs> vitamin brownie. Vitamin brownie. Listeners, if you make t-shirts. I make the best brownies because they're super gooey. It's just like... No, his, his brownies, brownies are, are super okay. Your brownies are like the batter. Yeah. It's and that's hot, gross. It's hot batter. It really is, listeners. He he, like it's basically like twenty percent. It'll cooked. be crusty around the outside, and then like pudding on the inside. Who doesn't like pudding? I don't like not a, when I'm eating brownies. Yeah, I want a brownie when I'm eating brownies. That's too dry. I like it when it's crispy, crispy. Well, no, when it's firm and crispy on the edges. 
Crispy on the edges, gooey on the inside. That's how Food Network wants it's it. It's got to be like a thin layer of gooiness in the middle. I'm sorry. Mine is definitely gooey in the middle. No, yours, yours is, is liquid gooey in the middle. the whole way see, through. See, this is like a medium rare brownie. No, this no, is a rare this brownie. this is a rare brownie. Yeah, it is a rare brownie. I like my <laughs> rare brownie. Then I guess I like my brownies at medium. <laughs> medium. Not medium rare. Medium. Like you were making it like steak. <laughs> well, what's um, better? I used a Gordon Ramsay recipe to make steaks the other night. I pan seared them. Did you put it like on the thyme and the garlic? Uh, no, I didn't do that. That was her as a sirloin thing. This was just for a regular old. Like, I want to hear what you did. Uh, okay. So I got pepper and salt, and I rubbed it in, and then I glazed them with olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put olive oil in a pan, and I well, I got the pan hot first, and then I put right. the olive oil in and let. Uh, once the olive oil started smoking, mm-hmm. that's when I immediately put the steaks on. Then I put butter on top of the steaks. Mm. Let them cook for about three minutes each. Uh, about three minutes each. And didn't touch them at all, because mm-hmm. you don't touch your steaks when they're on a pan. People mess with steaks, and that really messes up the juices inside. Don't do it. Just leave them. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let them sit. And then after three minutes, flipped them for another uh, three minutes. And what I did is I put another stick of... Not a stick of butter. Dollop of butter on top of okay. each one. Pat of butter. And then put a pat of butter inside, like... Like just the pan itself, with a little bit of garlic, and then uh, get those nice crispy edges. I did. Oh yeah. And then in the last minute, the last minute, I tilted the pan towards me and got a big spoon, and then just started like uh, drizzling it. Drizzle, over. Yeah, drizzling the juices yeah. over them over and over again, and just let them cook the rest of the way. And it was amazing. And then I poured the juices whenever I took them out. I poured the juices over the steaks after I let them sit yeah. for about five minutes, so that the uh, the juice. Came. You gotta let you gotta let it set. Like yeah, it absorbs it back the juices again. Yeah. Yeah. And then I poured that juice over it. It was so good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Served it with sweet. What, what has this podcast become? See, I, 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 I watch Food Network things or like any type of cooking show stuff. And uh-huh. I'm like, this is a terrible guest host because he's like, yeah, okay, this is good job. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I would be awesome at that. Like, oh, Oh my God! Oh, you guys, uh, you guys uh, gotta try this right now. Like, go to the website and cook this, or else you're gonna be disappointed with your life. <laughs> this weekend is gonna be a failure. Just go, go barbecue do, this. Or if you whatever. do not make this steak tomorrow night, you will hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like I've been using all these Food Network, like Gordon Ramsay, a bunch of different YouTube channels. Like I've been using their recipes because Mary is pregnant. Obviously. Yay. Um, and I'm Obviously. trying. Obviously. Do the, do the listeners know? Obviously. Have you posted pictures online? Uh, no, actually. But anyway, so I've been, tr- I've been trying to cook healthier meals for us. Um, and yeah, so I've been making a lot of steak. like really healthy recipes. Oh. No, not necessarily steak. But well, steak I mean, is, honestly. Steak is good for your soul. Yeah. I believe it's good for you, period. It is good. It's but delicious. Honestly, if you don't eat a lot of carbs with it, it's pretty good for you because it's, it's a more slow absorption. Yeah, steady throughout the day. But if you eat like a whole lot of carbs with it, you're gonna have this like. No, so like, we're we're doing very low like carbs. Steak and baked potato. Yeah, the yeah, baked, that's the kind potato. Of bad for the you. potato we use is a sweet potato. That's um, a little bit better. It digests a little bit more slowly, more fibers. In well, it. it's a complex carbohydrate as opposed to like a starchy carbohydrate. So. Also, it's sweet potato. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. So I, I made baked sweet potatoes with the steaks along with uh yeah, with the salad and the steak itself. And last night you had the meatloaf I made. That was one of the Dude, recipes. Dude, that meatloaf was I I'm I'm not lying. That was the best meatloaf I've ever had. Boom. Done. My Mary, god. Mary like, said the same thing. What was he in did it? this Southwest style meatloaf like in the in the center of it, 
But like on the edges, it had this amazing honey glaze. It was a honey glaze with a little bit of Louisiana sauce. Yeah, and it, it was just like crispy enough on the outside, and then on the inside, it had that little bit of spice and chili powder. I put a little bit of cayenne and a little bit of chili powder in it. I think I put maybe too much cayenne. I don't think I put as much in next time, but it was still... It was perfect for me. Perfect? Like, honestly, okay. I, I like a little bit of heat in it. Okay. That's how I eat everything. What I did is I cooked it for... Uh, it also had garlic breadcrumbs. That was the other thing. Oh, that made it really tasty. But um, garlic breadcrumbs. It was a uh, garlic croutons that were ground up into breadcrumbs. Okay. Uh, but I glazed it, and then I cooked it for 50 minutes. 50 minutes. And I pulled it out of the oven, reglazed it, and then cooked it for another 20, and then let it sit for 15 no, honest to God, like to Can me, you just come cook for me every day. <laughs> yeah, I love cooking. I love it. Most I hate cleaning. Most meatloafs that I've eaten are just like, oh, this tastes like crappy beef. Oh, and then like it's like, uh, kind of just goopy and flavorless. But that had such good flavor to it. It was like, bam, freaking enjoy this right now. And I am. It was a combination. It was my own recipe to some degree. I used a Gordon Ramsay and an Alton Brown recipe, and this YouTube lady. And I kind of I didn't like certain aspects of each one of the recipes, so I pushed them to, all together and made my own from it, those. It worked. Like so, it was like Southwest honey, honey, honey chili meatloaf. Louisiana. Well, because in the meatloaf there was so this is a cooking show now, listeners. Um, in the meatloaf, I had a carrot. Dine on the splendid table. <laughs> Ooh, is that that's, no, a, no. that's NPR's cooking show? Oh, I was like, is that a good name? That's a good name, dude. I'm telling you guys, Josh is about to tell you how to make this, and you have to make this meatloaf. If you haven't made it like this. Do it because oh, the best meatloaf I've ever had. Here, Chase is the best cooking show hype man. <laughs> I have the recipe right here. I'll just read it to you. Give me like four oh, God, seconds. Yeah. Um, so back to Hollow Earth for like four <laughs> seconds. We just talk about cooking more. You know, talk about food. And talk to cousins. Really, giant we can make this an entirely food based podcast. I would I rather not do that because I'm be going to have to go like satisfy it in a very disgusting way, like <laughs> Taco Bell or something. Oh my God. The way like, he said that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're going to hate yourself. Here's my recipe. This is a hum, amalgamation, amalgamation? What's amalgamation. Amalgamation of uh, Alton Brown, Gordon Ramsay, and this lady on YouTube. So you're going to need 18 ounces of ground beef, uh, six ounces of garlic croutons, a half a, te- a teaspoon of black pepper, and a half a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, a teaspoon of chili powder, a teaspoon of dried thyme. Half an onion, diced really fine. One carrot. Uh, you don't really need to peel it, just wash it good. That was the Alton Brown tip. Uh, three garlic cloves, a half a red pepper, a tablespoon, no, I'm sorry, one and a half teaspoons of salt, uh, one egg. That's for just the meatloaf itself. So you combine everything but the meat in a blender, blend it all up until you get like a nice powder, mm-hmm. then put it separately, then put your meat in the blender and blend the meat up. Um, into not like a paste without the spices yeah and you're combining them in a minute okay okay so then you take your meat and you put it on top of the like your little bread mixture crack an egg over that and then like gently work it don't don't like squish it just like gently work it um then put josh said you might need two eggs just fyi yeah i'm not sure about that now i don't you don't know like one and a half is what i really need but i think i just i think i just need to tweak it a little bit more i like i think it was i think it'll be okay with one egg um, I think my problem was I didn't pack it neat, neat enough in the, uh, in the loaf pan. So then gotcha. you pack, you pack it in a loaf pan after you get it mixed, uh, and then flip it over on top of like, a, you know, your baking sheet. Um, then your glaze is gonna be, here you go guys. 
Yes. It's a half a cup of ketchup, a tablespoon of cumin, a shot of Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. A shot of Louisiana sauce is what I used. Um, it said favorite, uh, your favorite, um, in Bostonian, sauce. it's Worcester. Worcester sauce. I'm sorry. Worcester. A small amount of honey. This is the, the glaze was 100% out in brown, by the way. Um, and then you let it rest for about five minutes after you glaze it, um, is what it says on my thing, but I think that means after cooking. So anyway, glaze it, cook it for 50 minutes, take it out, let it glaze again, glaze it again. And then cook it for another 20, and then take it out, let it set for five, then serve. There you go. Clapping, because... I want to have this right now. Yeah. I'll make it for you guys. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Bring it to the podcast. I am accepting. And we'll just eat and be disgusting while we talk <laughs> about... so good, guys. ...fringe science. I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy cooking. Um, especially... You should have been a chemist. I don't Except know. Except you can't eat it. As I say, I can't do math. Let's cook, Jesse. Did we talk last week about that $100,000 meat patty? What? Synthetic no, that sounds burger. delicious. That oh. sounds horrible. Yeah, it's it's it is horrible because it's a synthetically grown in a petri dish meat patty. Oh, we did not talk about this. Okay, I heard about that before, though. Yeah, they're they're trying to find out ways where we no longer have to have animals, but we can just uh, grow our meat in a very so called like uh, vegan friendly fashion. No animal was harmed in the making of this burger, but that disturbs me. And anyways, they had like a production of it a few weeks ago, and it was a hundred thousand dollars a piece for these people. So this is a great R and D. I'm sure it's that terribly unhealthy. Gross! I don't want to eat synthetic meat. Man, and this I, I was ne- I'm not against GMOs in principle, uh-huh. but I, I think there are some problems that we definitely haven't looked into. The problem is we we don't know the consequences of altering DNA because. Like I said before, a single amino acid can be devastating uh, to a protein for our own health. And they showed a, a GMO wheat. Uh, wait, wheat. Wait, what? Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. No, come on. A uh, wheat. A GMO wheat. <laughs> GMO wheat. Sorry, fact, go ahead. I don't. Go ahead, Stewie. Uh, in fact, I don't. I don't actually remember what it was. I don't think it was wheat. It was wheat. <laughs> 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 that was visibly an effort for you. Yeah, I feel. He had to close his eyes and concentrate wheat. on that word for wheat. <laughs> but they showed a a bee's intestines uh, eating a GMO product. I can't remember what it is. I I apologize for that. And a non-GMO product, and it was like comparing a smoker's lung to a non-smoker's lung. It was that bad, and they're wondering why all the bees are disappearing. Like that's like a common like. That's terrifying. What the crap is going on, and some of the people are blaming it on GMOs. And I've actually been a proponent of GMOs until now because I thought that it was like, you know, we can grow these in arid environments and they don't need as much water. But perhaps we are doing a lot more damage than we know. We just don't understand enough about genetics even now to understand the consequences of what we're doing. Hmm. I don't I don't have a follow-up statement because I don't disagree with you necessarily. I don't, well, it's... I think we probably need more tests. It's just one test to see what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, the, it is a very disturbing conclusion, though. The big problem, I'm neither for Monsanto, not, not, not Dude, neither for They do or so us, much crazy stuff. They are like the definition of an evil corporation. They really are. Evil Corp on a uh, uh, what is it? Mr. Robot. I can't wait for the second season. Uh, on I Netflix. need to finish it. I need to finish it. Don't tell me anything. It. Don't tell me anything. But uh, 
the problem with, with that kind of stuff is that testing that would take so long. And they're not going to wait that long. Ow. No way. It makes money. It helps the world, so to speak. Oh, God. Josh did something to his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how he looks. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> like a cyborg over there. He wrapped a cord around his face. Like a. Now he looks like. Anyways, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I don't know why you are either. I don't know why we talked about cooking, but we did. Well, because we talked about steak. I don't. Oh, beef. We're talking about protein. We got on to brownies, comparing them to beef. (laughs) That's what it was. That's what did it. Good eye. Beef brownies. Good ears. Good ears, Seth. Yeah. Um. We're about timed. Yeah. Well, we have 45 minutes. That's good enough today. So sorry, listeners, (laughs) that this isn't a longer episode. We're missing. One fourth of our podcast to give. I thought it was content packed up until like the the meatloaf, but the I'm, I'm telling you, listeners, the meatloaf was important today. <laughs> it was important, dude. No, no. If I, you take nothing God, else away, if you are a housewife or a house husband, or just single, or just like living to cook? by yourself, what do you just like to cook? And you're lonely, <laughs> and you need something to break your loneliness. To feed up. yourself and your cats yeah. <laughs> and your soul. Dude, don't feed it to your cats because you're gonna be pissed that you gave any away. Listeners, so, if you do just if you do follow my meatloaf recipe, uh if you don't like spicy, half cut in half the chili powder and cut in half the cumin. Or not the cumin, the cayenne. But you'll still enjoy it, I promise. It was medium. Anyways, folks, we'll see you next yeah, week. Yeah, bye guys. See you, Mason. Thanks, Thanks for have a good week. Listening.